0: Welcome to a new school year, everyone. You may be experiencing the easiest new year ever. You drop off. You say goodbye. You give a hug and you're out the door. Yay, team. Or you are like many families where goodbyes are met with tears and protests from your child, but maybe from you. You might feel just like Tracy Chapman says... Give me one good reason and I'll turn right back around. But not to worry, we're here to offer some advice and help. On today's episode of Fireside Chats on the Young Mind, we will talk about ways to make the transition a little easier. I'm Dorothy Stewart, the Executive Director of Old Firehouse Schools, and I have with me Judy House, the Director. In Walnut Creek, and Alex Dutton, the director in Lafayette. And we have a combined experience of over 50 years of helping children say goodbye. I hate to say it, but there's really no magic wand, but we do definitely have some strategies that we've seen help. First up, let's talk about what we do as educators ahead of time to make this transitions work a bit more smoothly. So Judy's going to talk about that.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, because we know these transitions to school are difficult. We start off mailing you at the end of July or the beginning of August. If you're just starting school, a postcard of your new teacher, your child's new teacher. And the idea behind that is the child can have it near their bed or on the refrigerator and blow their teacher kisses or kiss them goodnight to try to start building the bond. And so they also recognize their teacher. Next, they come in for an orientation play date where they just play at school for about an hour. They, they check out the classroom. They might have a little snack. They check out the playground. Then nobody wants to leave. <laughs> and then we also hand out booklets for each classroom where you can take home a booklet and read to your child every night about you know starting in the big room or the yellow room or whatever room they're going to be in. We have a stuffed animal dog Dalmatian dog, take them through a typical day at old firehouse school so they can start building a script of what's going to be happening in their life. And then the teachers do home visits. Before the child starts school, the teacher comes to your house. And the idea behind that is that the child sees that their family trusts this person, this new teacher. They're in their house. They can show them their bedroom or their favorite toy or their favorite book. I was a teacher for 11 years at the Lafayette School, and I had kids who years later would say, do you remember when you came to my house? And I say, yeah, you know, we read The Very Hungry Caterpillar and jumped on your trampoline. <laughs> it makes a really big impression.
0: So that's what you can do ahead of time. to so work with us in providing those kinds of experiences and memories for children. But what about the day of? actually, Judy and Alex were both parents themselves of children that went to old firehouse school. And so, Alex is going to talk about what she did as a parent the day of.
2: I have two children, and both, whether or not you believe me, have a hard time saying goodbye to me even though I work literally <laughs> in the same building where they go to school and they know they're going to see me multiple times a day. But despite that, it is still hard to say goodbye because they they still know I'm not going to be with them all the time. And one of the things that I like to do beforehand is... The idea of bridging. And we talked about this in our separation podcast, but even before school, starting to help them think about what they're going to do when they get to school you know, oh, Teddy, when we get to school, I wonder if you and Logan can build a sandcastle again. Or, oh, do you want to tell Carolyn about what we did this weekend? That kind of thing will help them to think about a plan that they're going to have with the people they're going to be with. And so that helps build that bridge between being with you and being at school. Sometimes that will give the children a specific thing that they can look forward to telling somebody or playing with a friend.
0: Okay. So we prepared them in the car and in the house before we get to the school but what about the moment of you guys what can we tell them in that moment when they're about to separate or maybe the 10 minutes before that what can we say that can help
2: Well, I have to say the family photos that exist in most of our classrooms are so helpful. Even for my child who's almost five, that's how we were able to say goodbye today. He got the photo and I told him, why don't you tell Pam a story about this picture when we went camping? And that's how he was able to say goodbye to me. Okay, so there's a little bit of bridging going on, but there was a very concrete photo for him to look at that had a picture of his family on it. And those pictures, kids love those pictures. For years, I've seen children just carry around the same picture that's laminated and is all bent and destroyed practically, but the children really need that concrete photo of their family to help them feel connected and it really gives a lot of comfort.
0: I think the other thing to say is to make sure right before you leave, the teacher is ready to hear that story, that you have the teacher's attention before you walk out the door.
1: In Walnut Creek, each classroom has a window, a goodbye window, so when the parents are ready to leave, it's easy for the child to let them go out the door, because then they're sometimes they even race going to the goodbye window to wave goodbye and often in the twos room there might be four or five or six two year olds waving goodbye to somebody's mom or dad and that works really well
0: (laughs) we've had parents who have a, a routine of always reading a story and then giving an Eskimo kiss before they leave
2: or even the fun one of can you push me out the door how strong are you and then the parent like overacting they're like oh my gosh what a big push as they're being pushed out the door and those are really fun like the goodbye window you know, like those are fun ways to help the goodbye be humorous and silly and not be such a sad thing.
0: Well, I like the pushing out the door because it gives a child a feeling of and control.
2: Yes, like so yeah, they've idea. decided. With my uh, youngest, another thing that's worked really well with him is I will. I took the idea from the book "The Kissing Hand," where she would kiss the middle of his hand and like it would leave that love in the, um, her little boy's hand for the day. And I took that one step further where I would draw a heart on some part of his body not usually on his hand because it would wash off and then he would get sad but I draw a heart somewhere on him or another idea of like whispering a secret animal because he loves animals and then seeing can you remember the secret animal when I come to see you later so that's always been fun and then of course all of his friends are like I want a secret animal too and so it was a really cute way for us to say goodbye and again know that I have to keep this idea of you in my head until I see you again
1: So for some children, a video can help. FaceTime video to your teacher's email address and then the child when they're at school can watch it depending on the age or just depending
2: on the child. That could really help. We had some cute videos from parents and they're like five seconds, 10 seconds long, but they'll watch them over and over again and it just brings a smile to their face that they can see their parents saying goodbye to them.
0: There are really lots of strategies. I think the important discipline for parents is you can't sneak out. If you sneak out, children become afraid that you might leave any time. So despite your feelings, your ambivalence, their ambivalence, you really still need to say goodbye. That's our one and only goodbye rule at Old Firehouse School. So listen to your child and validate their feelings. I know it's hard to be at school sometimes, you might say, but don't try too quickly to fix your child's emotions. When they are more open to it, that's the time, that's the time that you can spend to talk to them about the positive things about school and help them remember
2: all the good memories. It's really important to know that evolutionarily, our brain is actually wired to remember negative emotions, and so it's really hard as parents when children come home and the The first thing they want to talk about is how they didn't like school, or they hate nap time, or they no one played with them. And you know logically that's not true, but they are stuck in this kind of rut of only remembering the moments of the day that were hard. And so in those moments... It is important to validate the children and feel like you're an, a partner with them. And then when they're feeling a little less emotional about it, you're going to help them remember like, oh, I saw that picture that your teacher sent me of you building this really big block tower. Or when I came to pick you up, you were playing tag with your best friends and wow that looked like so much fun. So while you're also validating their feelings, you're trying to give them the memories of the positive things that had happened as well.
0: That's such a good mental health skill anyway to hold on to the good. So we want to start that very early in life. Judy, what else do you think?
1: Well, we also want to reassure you that it's totally normal for a child to get sad when saying goodbye at drop-off time. They're supposed to, and you're supposed to, have a hard time saying goodbye to people you love. That's their job. It's their way to try to keep their family
2: close to them.
1: And this is developmentally appropriate for children even until kindergarten or first grade.
2: And even when mom works in the same building. Right. It's totally normal.
0: (laughs) It's really true. (laughs) So let's sum this up by giving them some tools, such as books. What are some books that are good on this topic?
2: I mentioned The Kissing Hand. Another one that's really simple and really good for toddlers and two-year-olds is called You Go Away. And it's very simple. It's like, you go away, but you come back. And then you have to go away, and then you come back. And it's really pictures of like a parent going to the grocery store or even just going to the bathroom. And it's very, very simple language for very young children. Another one that's good for very young children is Bye Bye Time by Elizabeth Verdick. So those are two good ones for toddlers and two-year-olds.
0: Judy, do you have some to recommend?
2: I love owl babies because the... The mama owl leaves but the children reassure each other that mama always
1: comes back we also have wemberly worried by kevin Henkes, and i love you all day long by francesca rusakas
0: so that's going to be our podcast for today we wish you all ease in your transitions and remember hold on to the good help your child hope hold, hold on to the good but understand that parting is such sweet sorrow thank you thank you goodbye Bye-bye. thanks for listening to our podcast and please subscribe Do you ever wish someone would cook and clean for you? I sure do. We offer you the OFS Concierge Service. Order food from Jesse A. Durant or have your house cleaned by Housekeeping Delphine. These services are here to help the OFS community make your life easier. Remember, a portion of every food, order, and housekeeping service is given back to your child's teacher. See our website for more information and click on the Concierge button. Thank you.